This is Friday, March 18th. A little over a year ago, after my father passed away, Sandy and I cleared out all of Dad's possessions, and we brought them to our home. Among the things he treasured were all his family photographs. Now, most of his photographs were in the form of slides. So I purchased a little device that allows you to digitize slides, that is, convert those slides into electronic versions. Going through my parents' slides was like a treasure hunt. I found the slides of their wedding ceremony and their wedding reception in 1955. There were slides of my brothers and of me as tiny babies, all the way through our childhood into adulthood. There were family pictures of, of their parents and, and grandparents and relatives that have been gone since my childhood. And there were photo journals of my parents' travels from China to Australia to Europe, and it seemed like almost every place in between. It was a blast from the past for sure, and many moments of joy in the discovery. But there were also moments of sadness. I miss my parents and grandparents, and those other family members that are no longer with us. And what was worse, I realized with many of those photographs that I am likely the only person alive that can identify most of the people in those pictures. Now this week we've been learning about the ministry of Jesus and the nature of his priesthood. We've also been learning that his priestly service on our behalf never comes to an end. Here's a text for today. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 20 to 22. And it was not without an oath... For those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath, but this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. Now, making a case for Jesus being our priest fills more than one chapter of the book of Hebrews. And here's why. The priests of Israel, the high priest included, were taken from the tribe of Levi and the family of Aaron. This prominent family and tribe was given the privilege of spiritual leadership for Israel for the generations to come. And yes, Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. This is not the tribe designated by God for priestly service. He has no birthright to the priesthood. So this would make us wonder, how could he possibly serve as priest on our behalf? Has the Lord set aside his word about this? No, not at all. You see, the official priesthood of Israel arose when the people were in the wilderness after leaving slavery in Egypt. But God established an earlier priesthood for the people that had nothing to do with tribal affiliation or family lineage. During the life of Abraham, before Israel or any of the tribes had begun, God sent a priest to serve him. That man's name was Melchizedek. Maybe you've heard it. It might have been the man's title as well, since the name comes from the bringing together of two words meaning, meaning king and holiness. 
His name means something like the king or the head of holiness. And that man was just that. The highest order of men set apart to serve as priests for the people. That is his order. Now this priest served the Lord before the tabernacle or temple temple had ever been constructed. And some Bible scholars suggest that the appearance of this priest to serve Abraham all those hundreds of years before Israel was formed as a nation is an early appearance of Jesus in our world. Suffice, suffice it to say that this priesthood is the most ancient one of all. And here's one of the Psalms that carries that oath explaining how the Messiah would be given this priesthood. Psalm 110 verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now what does this have to do with Jesus and how he cares for us? Well, the writer of Hebrews tells us that that though Jesus is of the tribe of Judah, not the tribe of Levi and the family of Aaron, he is given this eternal priesthood by the Father. That is, he always lives to make intercession for us. Yes, such an eternal priest would have been Abraham's priest, and also is your priest as well. Imagine that. The priest that came to Abraham in the wilderness is the same priest that guided David when he was tending sheep and that led the disciples through Galilee and now also leads and guides you. You see, he's always making intercession on behalf of the people of, of God, always before the Father. Now, these ideas may seem strange to us because people we know and love are always passing away. That's what struck me as I was processing my parents' photos the world is different when people we love go on before us, and we see this continual changing of the generations. Even if we don't get used to it, we see it. But we miss that Jesus remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yes, when we arrive before the throne, we will see him there before the Father on our behalf as our advocate. Let's pray together. Lord God, everything seems to be passing away. Every hundred years or so, our world is filled with a completely new set of people. But we know this is not so with Jesus. We take comfort in knowing that our Redeemer lives and that Jesus always lives to make intercession for us. That the one that guided Abraham and the one that put the word in the mouth of the prophets continues to guard and keep us today. Lord, provide for us a sense of security in knowing you. And, and so we pray together in your name. Amen.